Who wants Daddy, who wants a pot of coffee? I just made coffee. You want a cup of coffee? Sure, there you go. Who wants coffee? Anybody else want coffee? Who wants coffee? And now it's time for the man with the caffeine. The new tropics for the brain. It's coffee with Mike. Hang in, hang tight, grab your cup, and let's get this thing started. Hey everybody, welcome back to Java Chat. This is Coffee with Mike, and I get the pleasure of interviewing Denise Zavitson today. Um, this one's going to be interesting, you guys. We get to get deep on some some cool subjects. Um, she's she's somebody that's come back, she, just like anybody else. We all have our stories, right? She comes back from one of those those stories, and uh, I am definitely going to have her share that with us. But let's start off by saying good morning and thanks for joining us. Good morning. Good morning, Mike. <laughs> uh, you're, where are you at? You're in, you're in Tennessee? In Tennessee, just outside of Nashville. Yeah. Just outside of Nashville. So you're, you're already well into your day and I'm just getting my first cup of coffee. So if my tongue doesn't work, please forgive me. Um, I, I wanted to read a little bit of, of her background. She's, she's, uh, she's been through some stuff, you guys. And, you know, everybody's got their story. And in the midst of all of that stuff, she decided to make a change. She decided to make a shift. And you guys all know that I'm a big, I'm a big believer in, you know, shift happens. Um, yes, the book um, and, the, and the concept. And she literally did this. I, I really wanna, want you to share that story because I don't think two paragraphs is going to do it. So um, what's she about? Share your story. What's what? What's who? Who's Denise and what's she about? Tell us. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it, it's funny because I, I, as you say, everybody has their stories, and for me, it was kind of like, look, guys, I've stubbed my toes so many times. Watch what I've done and learn, so you don't have to stub it as much. Because yeah. I, you know, if I've done, I, I've had quite a few failings in my life, and. Um, and you know, you pick yourself up and you get back on the horse and you keep going. And that's probably the first lesson I ever had when I was a kid, you know, get on, get on that horse, fall off and get back on. Yep. Um, and then I've done so much studying over the years and, and by thought leaders. And I think that influenced my ability to, to get back on the horse even more when I stumbled. Yeah. A divorce, loss of a farm. <clears throat> And then the tragedy that happened in my life, which was when my parents and were killed in a car accident and the sister was left in a coma. Oh my goodness. And I was an adult at the time. It's been uh, several years ago, but, but you know, it was a pause, a cause for pause. Yeah, no doubt. An opportunity and an opportunity for growth and, and to encourage wisdom or reach for that wisdom. Mm. Um, didn't do it right away, you know. It it always it always seems to take a moment, you know, because when you're in the midst of the storm, it's kind of hard to see what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I remember vividly feeling like Humpty Dumpty, like, oh, I'm Ooh. sorry, <laughs> I'm just in yeah. pieces here, can't get up. Yeah. And I think that happens too. I I work with a lot of people and talk, you know, to my clients and and work on. Um, just getting over loss and and part of it is we could all benefit from a little hospice now and then even if sure. we haven't lost a life um when we have loss in our lives it kind of it kind of it goes through that same process you have to heal a little bit you have to give yourself some time and there's something to be said about grieving right it's 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 interesting that a lot of people 
don't feel that there's time for that. And it's like, I don't think they understand. This is a human condition. If we don't grieve, that only gets repressed and it just becomes a bigger, it becomes a bigger issue later on in life. Absolutely. It, it will bury itself down and burrow in and, you know, like a little virus, it'll come back when you, when you can't afford for it to be back, it'll bubble up. It's a, and, it's a, um, it's a self-sabotager. I've seen it. I've had it happen to me. It's like, um, so, so you're, you're a coach, a consultant. What? Yeah. I'm a life coach, empowerment <laughs> coach. Um, yeah. Uh, but primarily an author, I do some speaking engagements and, and yeah. Cool. We'll have to talk about that. If you're an author, that means you got books. Good thing. Um, so you went through this time of loss and I can't imagine what that must be like. Both parents, um, that had to have been one heck of a down spiral. Yeah, it, it was. Um, of course, I was an adult. I had my own kids. Yeah, and, that doesn't help. That just loads the, that loads the stress, I'm sure. It, it does load it down. I was also, and this was the biggest blessing that I had no idea where it came from, but I was working with, with hospice at the time. Oh, cool. As a, really from a, from a volunteer standpoint. Mm -hmm. And so I had a lot of, knowledge in my head about what you're supposed to do but it also when it happened to me then i was able to kind of employ that and and use it and understand that a it's a process so you know I as think, you said, we kind of go through it um and give it the time that it needs and, and i think that helped a lot so there's this there's this point in time where you know you might feel like you're Cause like it happened to me and, and it was interesting that it was over a relationship. You feel like you're disconnected for lack of a better term. Cause that, that encompasses everything the, I'm not loved. I'm not worthy. I'm not this, I'm not that. And it, and it all runs down one street really fast. It's like, I've got the, the thing my friend always calls this joke. He says, I used to own a Rolls Harley for a car. You guys know what that is? Rolls down one hill, could hardly roll up the other. And that's, that was life. And then all of a sudden, when, when the bad stuff comes, it's like somebody handed you the keys to a Lamborghini and said, here, try this. <laughs> and, yes. and, and, and your mind wants to run down that road. What do you do when you get into that space? I mean, you're – because it happens to entrepreneurs a lot. Where One, I know a ton of them that are somewhat empathic, obviously very passionate. And when you got passionate people – running down any thought attack process is one, uh, one immediate to very hard to stop. Yes, absolutely. You know, so in terms of kind of grabbing, embracing that loss, living with it a little bit, and then kind of picking yourself back up and making that decision. And, and you mentioned entrepreneurs, you know, it's such a solitary kind of experience for yes, all it entrepreneurs. Is. And, and they, um, I think they can um, find themselves, as you say, disconnected. I, mm -hmm. I remember feeling like I belonged on the island of misfit toys. You know, I just, there was- No, that feeling. There was no belonging, right? Yep. And, and so <clears throat> for me, the answer was to, to turn inward for reflection, but at the same time, and you know, part of my 
experience was getting around. So turn inward for reflection, but also go outward to connections, which I think are such a critical path to, to getting back into a flow again. When you talk about going outside to connections, you're talking about reaching out to friends, family, or... There are so many ways to connect, and I think we particularly get in these these bubbles, mm. especially now, mm. um, and we start to barrier, insulate ourselves in these bubbles with with media, social media, television, you know, we get in oh the car, boy. we turn the radio on, and yep. so we've got connection with ourselves. we've got connection, we can connect with our pets, we can connect with nature, but how many times do we just sleepwalk through the day and not really embrace those connections not really take a minute to be in connection i i think that's a daily occurrence for anybody not just entrepreneurs i mean i've got friends that sit there and they like man the week's gone i'm like did you did you did you wake up <laughs> exactly and and their response is, well of course i woke up i just say well, no 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 you missed the question did you wake up this week like what what got you out of bed what woke you up this morning i had to go to work oh. Yeah, absolutely. And how many times do we, and again, entrepreneurs are very focused usually mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and very driven, but how often do we miss that opportunity to say, wow, I just went in to, to get a cup of coffee and I couldn't tell you whether it was a man or a woman. I couldn't right. tell you what it looked like because you weren't there. You weren't yep. present in that moment. And you may have missed a big opportunity. Who knows? Maybe it was your next, you know, designer could, or something could, yeah it could have been you know, or it could have just been a nice friendly conversation that would have left both you both people feeling oh it's it's fulfilling to leave a smile on someone's face Absolutely. and I, I don't i don't think everybody remembers that they think it's just a process and you're not just when you do that you're not just helping the other person feel better it's like a mirror man it that is. comes back at you mm-hmm. in a good it's, way it's a total um what's the term goes by the law of reciprocation, if I remember correctly, but it, it's just this total thing where it's an energy, energy shared, I guess is the best way I could say it. Yeah. So, for, so for, your, for your deal, you went through the process and it, 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 from what I'm hearing, it kind of sounds like you went on a pilgrimage of a sort just to get out of this. How did that happen? I did. So um, yeah, we had the loss, we get through it. You know, there's, there's actually four years, my sister was in the coma. She never regained Jeez. consciousness. So it, it upended all of our lives. Mm. Um, you know, I get the benefit out of all my family of having been through kind of really involved in hospice. So I get it maybe a little bit. Sure. Um, and so we made it through there. And I, I talk about, you know, just brush your teeth one day. Just try, try to brush your hair the next day and maybe you'll get to the mailbox. And then slowly right. you start to reengage in life, right? But for me, it also was a wake-up call. And I say that's really part of the benefit. I'm, I'm, I lost my family physically, but I was able to go through my process and really, like you say, a pilgrimage. I started reflecting more on like, look, we none of us. Uh, Mom and Dad happened to have the accident, um, and and they were gone. But none of us are guaranteed next five minutes, let alone right. another right. twenty years. So wake up, tap on the shoulder time to get busy. I believe that our, our attitudes, our thoughts, really, we have, we have so much power in us if we'll take that mm-hmm. step forward. And so for me, it, it was that saying, 
what am I going to do to really make a change in my life, to find the purpose that I need? And so I started Googling, you know, and I found this, I, you know, good Catholic girl, um, found a Buddhist community out in California. Nice. And I uh, went for six months out there and then continued to work with them for several more years. They have nice. a Buddhist company out in California. They publish sacred text. And, um, and so I've spent there. Well, that was, you know, this whole time of, okay, meditating like I'd never done before. And I'm a, I've been a meditator for a lot of years, but, um, but this was, you know, 40 minutes in the morning, a lot of, a lot of um, no talk throughout the day. So there was silent kind of retreat. Mm. And, and um, it, it gave me an opportunity to really learn. So I studied a lot. I, I was reading a lot of, um, from all sides and, and and all religions and sure. um it was it was such a great experience for me very cathartic and when i got back i had started writing a book here in nashville and um i found i wasn't ready for to reimmerse myself completely i'd had series a couple bad relationships felt very alone my kids were all in college and um so i found a cabin in the woods i was reading david uh, thoreau nice and, uh, and I thought, well, if he can do it, I can go find my Walden Pond. So I sure. found a Walden River. <laughs> really. that, that'll work. Yeah. And a little cabin. And I spent the year there by myself. Um, I came out every so often just to remember who's there and talk to people again. But but it was such a fabulous experience for me um, to find myself. And that was the way <clears throat> out of and back into fully living a, a joy-filled life. That's sweet. During that time that you were there, and I just want to touch on this real quick because um, we got to take a short break. Um, but during the time that you were there, you figured out a few things. One of them being something that most entrepreneurs know about, which are affirmations, um, and, and business professionals too, not just not just entrepreneurs. But can you? Just talk a little bit about how you came to the ones that you use and how they serve what you do. Yeah. So for me, they are affirmations. I think for, for what I find them to be is, are really foundations. If I can keep these present in my daily activity, there's seven of them. Um, and, and they really kind of came to me when I was writing. I, I came through me. I know that sounds a little woo-woo, but that's all I can explain it as. It was just that. There's, there, there's woo-woo everywhere. It's all good. <laughs> good. Um, yeah, so so they came through me, and they provide a foundation. So, you know, things like impermanence, which is just a reminder. Look, today's the day you have. Use yeah. it as a gift. Be grateful for it. Gratitude's another one. Um, understand the importance of releasing expectations. So, oh, I should be doing this, or my parents wanted me to be an attorney and I'm not a, that's not where I find right. joy. Right. So there's seven of them and I use them really as foundations. And the, the fact that they're an affirmation is really just brings them back to life for me every day. That's cool. That's cool. Well, we're, we're going to talk a little bit more about that when we come back. Cause I think that leads into motivation and that's usually the second section anyway. So guys, we're gonna take a short 30 seconds. We'll be right back uh, with Denise Zavitz. And um, this is cool. This is good. See you guys in a second. And we're back, you guys. We're here at Java Chat. Denise Avidson here talking about, wow, talking about life. <laughs> uh, 
and dealing with loss and coming back from loss and just like really putting into some seriously good practices. So this section, we always talk about what motivates us. And, and she started talking about affirmations, things that she uses on a daily basis to, to keep her moving forward. And, and I want to get into some of them. Um, before we do that, there's one thing that I, I, we were actually discussing pre-show. Um, and there's, I don't care what you believe in, um, whether that's religious, theocratic, whatever. There's this thing about releasing attachment or what some call surrender that I think is an important subject to talk about because uh, and I haven't heard any of our other guests talk about it yet. But if you become too attached to the outcome, if you hit, cool. But if you don't, which happens a lot more often than not, uh, could be some problems. Would you agree with that? I absolutely think so. I, I see more unhappiness and dissatisfaction with life and with with daily life because somebody's attached, yes, to an outcome or attached to what they perceive should be the process. And when you can release that, you know, it's almost like we're like the river and we're mm -hmm. swimming upstream half the time. And, and so if you can just sit back and, and say, yeah, you know, everything's an opportunity. Let me just be an observer on this piece of it and take, you know, stay awake, stay aware so that I can take opportunities as they come along. I, I think especially for in business, but in all of life, if we get too attached to, well, my ch child's supposed to be an A student and, you know, and then this poor kid is not getting to be who he or she is. So I think it causes, well, the Buddhists will say it causes a lot of suffering. Oh yeah. By being attached and, and surrendering to a greater purpose, to your purpose. And, and that's part of that reflection is just finding your authentic self and, and where that joy is because an entrepreneur, especially when there's joy involved in it, when it's not just work, when there's passion, man, that's a pretty cool way to live. I, I find that, and, and just to add on to that, because I've studied other religions and other theologies and things, even those who don't believe that are successful also understand you can't be attached to anything. You, you need to be attached to the process as it unfolds. If you, if you hold too tight to a result, it's okay to have goals. That's not, that's not what we're saying here. If you're attached to the outcome of that goal hitting, it becomes a lot more, it becomes a lot less productive. It becomes a lot more stressful. And it, it just, it's a, it's a, an unnecessary pressure because you don't know what the final catalyst is going to be. Absolutely. You know, I, I use the metaphor of, a, of planting a seed and that's my, my book is actually a little like an adult fable. I call it trans transformational fiction. So it's cool. It is fiction, but it's about, you know, a mindful gardener. And so they take, you take a seed and you don't know what it is and you plant it. But if you are dead set on that being, you know, an apple tree and a tomato sprouts, you're just going to be miserable and you <laughs> miss out on the delicious tomato, right? So the planting of it is such an important part. And I think it works in business. Yeah. You, you enjoy and put your, your heart and soul into the process and you're right, then not to become so attached to it must turn out this way. I think goals, and I, I phrase them as intention, 
Mm-hmm. So what's your intention versus maybe a goal? Where's the intention go? And it can be a daily intention. It can be an hourly intention. It can be a 10 year intention, but then, then you put your attention on your it, intention and yeah. and it, it magic happens. Yeah. It, it's interesting to see too, that basically you're describing pivot as far as a company or, a, or an entrepreneurship's journey is when you're in a, a the, the old term lean startup was one of the ones that really framed pivot very well. And the idea is we have a goal. We want a successful business based on, and then the market comes back and goes, nah, we don't want that. We want this instead. And the ones that are attached to the outcome are like, but, but we have this. And it's like, okay, you're not making it past two years, buddy. Right. Well, and <clears throat> that attachment, that holding tight onto something, it's only going to stress you out. Valuable time, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and looking at the looking at the ones that have been successful, I mean, they've pivoted three, four times because the market came back and went, ah, uh, we thought we wanted this, but we think we want this now. Yeah. And it, and when when you have people, and I'm I'm very happy to see that the later generations that are coming up after us get this, and they're they're like, well, damn it, fine, and they and they make the shift. It, but there are still so many out there that are not, I just, just for lack of a better term, they're just not getting that part and they get stuck on something. And then they wonder why the stress, the stress, the struggle, the friction, the, the non, the non achievement. And it only drives their own emotions further down. It, it does. What, what you've given just now is the ability to simply let go. For, for all intents and purposes, let the F go, like seriously, because it's powerful. Yes. <laughs> it, it, you, you, you stand to gain a lot more than you will ever lose. Uh, yeah. It, it, well, and you know, the holding on can, can cause, especially in, in a company of any kind of size can almost cause a cancer to start in oh, because all day. you wind up with employees who are so struggling and trying to live within an environment that's not working. It just, it's like a shoe that doesn't fit, right? Or yep. a lobster outgrowing its shell. Shoe that doesn't fit. Oh my gosh. I have so many bad stories about that. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so to get, so to get into these, these affirmations, you said there's seven of them, right? Yes, there are. These are what motivate you to get up and move on a daily. Yeah. Is that fair? Okay. Fair, yep. Okay. So briefly go through just name the seven and let's pick two or three and let's go dig. Deal. Uh, impermanence, gratitude, authentic connections, non-attachment or releasing expectations, change, the gift of, I call it a gift of change. The fact that there's an inner knowing, we need to listen, not only with our ears, but our heart and mindful responsibility. Can I pick? So, pick. Pick. <laughs> The, the what was the second to the last one again? Uh, inner knowing. Inner knowing. That's what I'm interested in. I love this one. I okay. love this one. So uh, you want me to read it quickly? Yeah, please. Let's okay. let's dig in. Let's dig in and see what this one's about. I have to put my glasses on. <laughs> and, and I should have them memorized. I actually have an audio that people can just download the audio where I've. I've oh, yeah. we'll have we'll have that link there for them. Yeah. So inner knowing. I listen with my heart to myself to others and to God or spirit, using my mind, ears, eyes, and other senses only to gather information before speaking or acting. 
I rely on my heart to receive all messages with compassion, love, and understanding, and to guide my actions accordingly. Jeez. You just designed someone's life? What the heck? How does that you know, apply? You know, for inner knowing for me, it goes all the way to just that moment of intuition where you say, you know what, I need not to leave too quickly here. I, 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 I know I'm supposed to be out the door, but something's saying take another minute and check, double check everything. That's, <laughs> and, you know, you've got it. We all have an inner knowing in us that if we just start tuning in and listening, it's hard to do sometimes when we're checking our phone and we're turning, and I love social media and TV and all this other stuff, but it's time and place, right? Right. And balance. Right. So, yeah. How do you get there? I mean, if you're, if you're going to, because we're talking about tuning in, how do you get to that point of being able to become more, because that sounds like awareness to me. It is. It's mindfulness, awareness. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's. I don't know if you're familiar with Ram Das. Be here now from what 50 years ago or 40 years ago wow. now. Um, it's that it's that thing of saying, I, I want to be present today, and take some time. You know, meditation, prayer, whatever it is, just take some time to sit and with your breath. Five minutes. It doesn't have to be 24 hours a day. It doesn't have to be 40 minutes a day. There's benefit to just small segments of it. Number two is one that everybody's familiar with, gratitude. Gratitude. What was, what was after gratitude? Uh, authentic connections. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. there's still a lot missing on people doing that. <laughs> Man, even, even, or especially during this time, you know, we, I'm going to blame social media again because it's <laughs> easy to grab onto, but I think it's become an escape hatch that's not necessarily where you want to go. Yep. Um, we use it maybe more than we should. And so we're missing out on authentic connections. How many times do you feed the dog before you have your first cup of coffee and you're like, whatever, just eat, just go do whatever. Go do whatever. Yeah. But if you take a minute to, to be there authentically, really, really connect. So a little another piece of woo-woo, I believe that there's a recharge of energy that comes back and builds both of you up, whether it's an animal, yeah. a person, a, a tree. Like, go hug a tree. It's, okay. it's, I'm good with that. It's really interesting to see that people – it's already been established. The universe is energy-based no matter what you do, I, whether, you know, atoms and all of the, the – crazy things that go on with them you know the guy that sits there and they're banging two hammers together they'll never touch and all of that stuff yeah, yeah. what's interesting to me is people forget that because we're energy-based energy transfers between people even when we're just passing by yeah. it you know you may not be looking at them but guess what their atoms and your atoms you're creating something between you Completely. The, the kind of energy that you create depends on you what are you thinking about? What are you doing? Did you just walk by? Did you smile? Did you, you know, even in that small passing moment, and I've, I've always said this on my, on my social media, you know, look, make somebody smile today. Absolutely. Absolutely. Spread some sunshine. You, you're, listen, your day could be an absolute cat five hurricane. You smile at that one person that's got that same cat five hurricane and you just downgraded them to a two. Yeah, exactly. I love that. 
yes. I have these I have these weird analogies that I come up with once in a while. But honestly, our lives are a storm. No matter what you do, our our lives are always in some kind of organized or disorganized chaos. Hopefully not disorganized, but organized chaos where just to have somebody smile back with, without expectation. You know, yeah. there's just to have somebody smile back, and all of a sudden. You feel a little different. You can't say that you don't. I mean, unless you're just one of those people. But for the most part, it's just an exchange. And you can't do that if you're not authentically doing it, right? It can't be like, oh, hi, how are you? And 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 being off in another planet in your mind. <laughs> Why do the first thing I think of when I when you just said that was Warner Brothers, the sheep, dog, and the coyote. Yes. Hello, Ralph. Hello, Fred. <laughs> it's like two buddies that are just clocking in. Here's work, and then they two go at it after each other the whole day yep. over sheep. <laughs> and at the end of the day, they're punching out. Oh, good night, Ralph. Have a good night, Fred. But they were. But if you think about it, they were so well in tune with each other. Each one knew what the other one was gonna do. Yeah, yeah. But you know, we do this in in, in our with our kids even. And, oh yeah. Particularly oh, now, yeah. you know, go get on your computer. Do do whatever will sit down at meals or maybe don't sit down at meals and you just miss an opportunity to be there together. Authentically connected is going to come inside and build you up bigger. It's interesting. <clears throat> While we're missing that, they're authentically connecting online now. My son, who's 19, and, and I, I've literally witnessed this and I was my mind was absolutely blown. There still isn't the complete connection in person, but they've connected in person yeah. as if they had already been doing so. Uh, he literally, he just got back from Chicago last weekend. He went for just a day or two to go hang out with a couple of buddies of his. While he was there, he was sending me photos and talking with me on social, you know, showing, showing me he was enjoying himself. And I was like, awesome. And he's like, yeah, eight years later. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that was the last time we were up there in Chicago. We were together. He came with me. And, and to see his connection on his computer to these guys, and they're constantly talking. They're on Discord. Somebody's always talking about something. Yes. I'll walk into his room. His headphones are still on. He's asleep. They're still talking. I can hear it. <clears throat> and, and it's like, it's, this is their life. This is how they connect. It is. I, you know, I, I laugh because I think it may be kind of training wheels for when we do go to Mars. Or you I agree. Know, part of the planet someplace else. I agree. I agree. And it's going to happen. I mean, it's, it's been in the work for how many umpteen years now? Everybody's been talking about it, and now we finally got a, a guy who's actually designing it and making it work. It's right on, Elon. Love you, man. Um, so when we're looking at making that authentic connection, what are we doing? What's the process here? What's the thought behind this? But again, it goes back to my mindfulness, and I think it is being and, – and you can be authentically connected to yourself. Right, it just takes some time. I'm gonna go back to the be here now thing because that's the they you know why recreate it when somebody said it so well before. Just be present. Sit with your with your breath. Look at the person in the eyes. You know when you've connected, and you know when you've disconnected. Right? It's like, but you know when you've connected. There's that there's that feeling, being present not allowing yourself to be distracted and thinking about bills to pay or next appointment or all that. So. 
It's interesting that you mention that because I know a lot of people that would be like, ooh, that's creepy. Let me let me qualify that. The younger generations were not raised like we were and we didn't go through what you've gone through, what I've gone through. And when they sit there and say, I have to stare at this person, isn't that what couples do? No, it's what humans do. And let me let me be real clear. If you can sit there and look at somebody in the eyes, connect with them and send them love without being yes. that other thing that everybody creeps out over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've done it. Yes. And at that point you've created and you can do it without saying a single word. Yeah. And all of a sudden feel like you've known them for however, you know, however long. I've I've done it. I've had it done to me. The first time it was done to me, I freaked out cuz I was just like I really I'm sitting here vibing with another dude another guy and like never before it's freaking me out because all of a sudden it's like my culture if i like you i make you fam you're fam yeah whether you're really family or not may or may not hit sat down with one one guy and we connected just sat there and just stared at each other for a minute and i was like well, i really feel like you're my brother I'll stand back to back with you. What do you want to do? Nice. Yeah. So that just, just so that our listeners are clear, authentic connection is connecting energy that is beneficial to each other. It's not about being sexual. It's not about being anything else. Not it's about, all. it's about making an, a, a, a sincere connection of you are who you are. Oh, uh, what was the, uh, avatar? Yes. They're greeting. I see you. I see you. Well, so the namaste, which is yeah. becoming very popular in culture today. But the truth is, it just, it, it, my loosely translated, you know, the God in me sees the God in you. I, I see you. <clears throat> yeah. And I love that. Wouldn't it be cool if we could all just greet each other that way? <laughs> it, it would take a, and, and mind you, there is a movement. It's kind of bubbling under the surface um, of that. I'm seeing it. It's not happening in the way that we understand it because we, we get into the meta of all of that. Right. But it's happening with the younger generations. Yeah. Uh, the new Gen Zs are really figuring out that there needs to be a connection. They are figuring out that there needs to be more of a, hey, we got we to gotta have something to work on here. I think uh, so too. I see it with my kids as well. Yeah. It, it's just so refreshing. <laughs> I feel it is. I've, I've got a lot of hope in the, in the coming generation. Yeah. Yeah. When, when – um, one of our guests that was on here, Jerry Rose, she was talking about my practice of mindfulness meditation and she does some posts and when she interacts with her daughters and I see that same thing. And it's just like, I'm really thankful that things have gone in this direction. Obviously it's cyclical, you know, every generation before blah, 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 all of that stuff. But it's, it, it's encouraging to me to see that humankind is still progressing and evolving. You know, yes. we have well, challenges. My phrase has been always um, we evolve by generations. Yeah. So you know we if, if we're aware, we're, we stay awake. We can look at lessons that other people have gone through, our generations before us, and and make changes in advance. That's um, evolution, right? I got something here that says, "How does one go from being a pig farmer and a cave diver to becoming a coach helping others?" What the hell? You were a pig farmer? <laughs> I was a pig farmer. No way. I'm probably going to go to like pig hell for a little bit to <laughs> atone for my sins of being on a pig farmer. Yeah, I was. I came out of college. My parents were so proud. I had a, 
and my degree and I and I came back and married a farmer and we started raising pigs. <laughs> nice. But well, now you're Yeah. You, so you, so you went from that to a cave diver? I was, you know, I wasn't a professional cave diver, so I didn't make money at it. I didn't make a living at it, but yeah, I was um, I started out as being an open water diver. I became a awesome. dive master and then fell in with a group of people that were cave divers. I got my certification. I think it's like 3% of all divers in the world are, are, are cave divers. It's a very dangerous sport. Extremely dangerous. Yeah. yeah. And, and I was a little younger at the time. I don't cave dive anymore. So yeah, that was um, that. Well, me being from Hawaii, it's one of the things that there's plenty of out there is caves. Yeah. Um, Cause I did the open water. I, I didn't do dive mastering, but we, we got to check out a few places. Um, there's a area off of Oahu, the main Island um, that has caves and they do take you through on some of the classes because they're so plentiful. I mean, they're there. Yeah. Um, of course you got to watch which holes you go into just in case somebody else is in there. Um, <laughs> I'm not talking about humans. It's <laughs> yes, <I know. laughs> <laughs> so always that one little guest that shows up once in a while going, well, you in my house. Um, and then yeah, did you bring anything with you? Did you bring enough with the class, Mrs. Ross? Um, you got into coaching. I mean, did I did? But as I said, I I got into coaching in large part because because I was doing it and not it wasn't I wasn't getting paid for it and <laughs> and um, it just seemed that something that I started doing as I was doing a lot of reading and studying and sure. I would have people come to me and want to share their problems and so I, it just seemed like a wonderful thing to, to learn how and what coaching taught me was just to stay curious right top top lesson of all just absolutely stay curious. absolutely because the other part is the answer to any problem is already within you so a good coach is just going to bring out of you the answer you already know you just it's hidden I, I i still get a kick out of it because i do know of some coaches not mentioning names but i know some coaches that well here's what you can use and here's what you can do and here's how you and i'm looking at it going you're telling them you're a coach you're not supposed to tell them you're supposed to help them tell themselves that's what a coach does brings out the best you know but i digress anyway uh we got we got to take another break man this is going too fast we got to take another break <laughs> 30 more seconds and we'll be right back and we're back gang here at java chat with denise zavitson chatting about chatting about life, <laughs> chatting about affirmations and how they affect and, and how they can serve you best uh, in life, but whether that's personal or business, um, affirmations just in general are good to kick off a day, also good to end a day. Um, not a lot of people like them, but Dan Pena is one of those guys that does affirmations before he goes to bed. Yeah, oh, um, I think they're powerful. Oh, sleep time. Yeah, especially because you're literally suggesting to your mind this is what I want you resting on. Not, oh, I wonder if I'm going to be able to pay that bill tomorrow. Exactly. What do you find is the best time for your affirmations? And do you do them both in the mornings and the evenings or how does that work? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I do them primarily in the mornings just as the, the okay, here's to start my day. But what I find is that I use them. I was actually gonna, gonna create a little thing. I could just pull one out, you know, when I needed a reminder nice. um, <clears throat> out of a bag. But I, I use them when I'm going through a tough time. I come up against a wall. Where's my affirmation? What do I need? What's, what's the reminder here? 
you know, if I'm, if I get in that slump of saying, you know, damn it, all this stuff's going on and I'm, I can't get up, I can't get a break and da, 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 you know what? I'll go dig in and gratitude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So for those that are listening, I'm sitting here with my hand raised, pointing to myself. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't think a single person doesn't go through that though. No, everybody does. But, but you know who can bring us out of it faster than anybody? So that's us. Yeah. 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 And I, I like the fact that you go back to gratitude first. It was a, it was a thing that I used to do with a, a couple of my mentees. Um, I literally would sit there and go, when's the last time you actually sat down and thanked in general, whether you want to thank a God or you want to just be thankful period. Um, but just to be starting and start with the simplest of things. And it was funny because we were sitting at a, t at a kitchen table and I said, uh, it's the last time you said, thanks for salt. And they had this interesting look on their face, like the puppy dog that when they tilt their head, like, huh? So when, when's the last time you were thankful for salt? You realize that that never had to be created. And we all, we all know what salt is for. Yeah. And they're like, I never thought about that. I said, okay, so here's your, here's your assignment. Go home, grab the salt and pepper shaker, start with those. And then I want you to go throughout your whatever is visible <clears throat> start saying thankful for start saying thank you for everything that's that you see and again the puppy dog look the puppy dog look came back like everything like yes everything don't forget your, don't forget your skin and they, that really sent them over the edge it's just like i don't get it i'm like you will when you do it yeah. Yeah. two days later i got a phone call wow i'm like tripping out i'm like did you do it they said yeah I says how do you feel Different, different how. I feel good. Ah. So how's yes. the day look? How's the day look today? Well, I still got stuff to deal with. I said, then you weren't thankful enough. Go back and do it again. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, then I, the, the follow-up to that would be that I, I encourage people to, yes, be grateful, coffee, thank, thank the gods, right? But, but then get to a place where you can say, I'm grateful for that lousy relationship I had because man I wouldn't be I, a friend of mine said you know however I've come to this I bless it it's my finest moment my mm -hmm. deepest spirit mm -hmm. because because there you go if it's a lesson and you're grateful for it if it's a bad experience and you're grateful for it you've learned that lesson yeah you don't get and you don't get the same one again I think a lot of people forget that part <laughs> yes right you don't have to go through that course again yeah, well, and I, I, so it's it's funny because everybody's like, well, I keep getting the same lesson over and over. Well, apparently you didn't learn it yet. Did you, are, were you thankful for it? Why would I be thankful for something like that? Um, because it's trying to teach you something. <laughs> exactly I mean, hello. Right. Yes. How, how, do you, how do you not see that? And, it, and it's, of course, we're of the experience level. <laughs> yeah. I'm starting to equate everything to Dungeons and Dragons again. We're of the experience level where we've succeeded past level 30 like that we know better than to mess with the red dragon exactly. <laughs> we're just we're just thankful that he's there <laughs> um <laughs> what would be i don't don't know why i went off that edge um what would be your biggest piece of advice to anybody when it comes to what it is that you you teach and coach on and how they can how they can improve just living yeah, I think from, 
for me, the biggest piece of advice is find the path to to get back to you. I, I think get, you know to thine own yeah. self. Yeah, 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 yeah. Find that first, because it's it's not going to work with anybody else until you're authentically connected to yourself. Thank you, thank you. I think that's a that's an even reminder for me. Thank you. So geez. I need it every day too. Yeah, just don't don't send me an invoice for that one. Um, <laughs> I just started a program. I don't need another one. No, <laughs> it's a freebie. What what are, what are five steps? Um, <laughs> so, how long have you been coaching now? Um, well, professionally, yeah, about a year. Okay, but you've been doing this for a long time. I mean, yes. obviously. Yes, and yeah. I, I wrote my. The book, my first book, I'm actually in the process of my second book. My first book nice. I wrote 10 years ago. So it's it's been out there a bit. Well, when the next one comes out, you have to let us know so we can make sure to yeah. tell everybody about it. Yeah. Um, what's the next one about? Uh, it goes more into the affirmations and, and really creating, it's called Awaken to Joy. Oh, cool. Yeah, definitely let us know. Most likely we'll be getting it. Um, you've gotten this far. What's the biggest challenge you're facing right now? Oh, probably. Probably time. So I have to remember my own effort. In fact, I had a client the other day throw it back at me because I hadn't gotten some stuff done and they came back and said, what are you waiting for? Remember your affirmation on impermanence? <laughs> so, so it's probably some of that um, time. Isn't it amazing how how it gets reflected back to us once in a while. Yeah, <laughs> I've, well, I've I've had mentees do the same thing to me. Hey, you forgot to you forgot to do this. I'm like, yeah, I did. Thank you. <laughs> you know, I I think they we call it a practice because I'm or I call it a practice because that's ain't what we nobody we ain't nobody's got it perfect yet. Ain't nobody got it perfect yet. That's the, every everything's a freaking practice. It's it's kind of funny. People use some people use it jokingly for the wrong reasons, but. Life is a practice. It doesn't matter what we're doing. We're still practicing. Nobody, nobody perfects it. I mean, it's I don't just. Think so I like to think of the matrix, you know, where you're just, you're just uploading information. We have to go through these things, and we just upload the information to. Some big the the, co the collective uploads information so that the rest of the collective can continue to improve and evolve. At least that's what I see it as well. So. That inner knowing, right? Universal. Yeah. It goes back to the inner knowing. That goes back to the inner knowing. Absolutely. So, if somebody wants to find you. Where can they do so? So on social media, because I badmouth it, but I use it. Um, it's at Denise Savitson. Cool. That's, on that's much everything. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. coffee with Mike isn't the easiest one. I, I lucked out on Twitter and I Instagram still won't let me have it. I have to put periods in between everything. It's oh. stupid. <laughs> but it is what it is. That's usually how I type on my phone. There winds up being periods after every word. Oh, so mine's is end. The letter N gets in between everything. My fat really? thumbs. Yeah, it's horrible. It looks like a huge run-on sentence when I'm done. I'm like, um, and then my website, the easiest way to find it is Awaken to Joy. Awaken to Joy. Yeah. And that, of course, guys, you know, those, those links will be down in the bottom of, of, in the comments, some, of course, with some, some descriptions about Denise, what she does. Um, they, collect, they can connect with you on LinkedIn as well. Uh, yes, absolutely. Okay, cool. Yeah, a lot of a lot of professionals like to find our, our guests over there. So, um, my affirmations are on the website as a free download. So, no way. 
Awesome. Definitely going to go check that out. I got my affirmations over here. It's like, <laughs> this keeps getting longer. <laughs> I'm going to have to zero them down a little bit again. Um, well, that's wonderful. We really want to thank you for coming and investing some time with us. Um, having a cup of Java. We'll probably need to have you come back when the new book comes out so we can talk a little bit more about the book, if you don't mind. We'd love to have you. I would love you. that. I will send, you'll be one of my first copies I'll send out to you. Ah, oh, honored. Signed, <laughs> please, signed. I, would, I will. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely, let's have you back. Um, guys, you know how we, unfortunately, the time has already run out. Um, I hate when I run out of time. There's just so much to talk about. You know how we love to end these. We love every one of you. Thank you very much for coming and watching. For those on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe if you have not yet. Uh, and make sure you hit the bell because the bell tells you when the next one comes. Uh, if you're on uh, any of the podcast platforms, we're distributed to, I think, 11 or 12 of them. Make sure you subscribe there or download if you would. If you're listening on Anchor, uh, glad that you're listening to us at a, on, the, on the home base, if you will. Uh, you can make donations to support this little podcast. We're just a tiny one right now, but we're going to be big one day. You watch. Just watch. Um, not attached to the outcome, but we're going to be big one day, let me tell you. Uh, and make sure that you uh, share this out with your friends. Share a tweet. Share a post. Um, if you find anything that's interesting. If you have questions, you know, there's comments below, uh, both in the podcast and on YouTube. Ask a question. I'll pass it over to Denise. And she'll get back to you. We just love everybody. We thank you for for making the time to come and listen. Stay up, stay safe, stay healthy, and live. For Denise Abbotson and myself, Coffee with Mike, ciao for now. For more information on Java Chat, visit www.javachatpodcast.com. You've been listening to Coffee with Mike on Java Chat. Tune in weekly to this podcast for the next episode. You can also download or subscribe today on your favorite podcast platform. A production of Oasis Media Group, LLC. Located in Las Vegas, Nevada. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved.